Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Novet Alumni. Um, we're going to kick it off with a, a series of questions for Biz that'll tell you what exactly is going on here today. So, Sam, do, do you want to go first? Yes, I, I will go first. Um, and this question might be a bit long, but it's super important. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> Biz, I love you so mochi. Oh, well. And I need you to breathe. I may not be Jimin, but you get the best of me. I know it's not today, but there's one thing require. Run off to prom with me because it'd be fire. That was really good. Thank you for asking. Unfortunately, I cannot give you an answer yet. It was beautifully delivered. Yeah. Yeah, I have to wait to hear the other the other offer. Okay. Okay. Well, it's my turn now. Um, well, this one's shorter, but I know I'm not the real Harry Potter, but I was wondering if I could be your chosen one at prom. Oh, goodness. Wow. Okay. So you guys both just asked me to prom at the same time. Did you guys plan that? Actually, no. No. no oh, didn't. this, that's, I'm sorry that you guys are both, one of you has to lose. There can only be one winner. Um, I think I have to go to prom with my prom date will be. I think it will be Sam. Oh um, Sam, I accept your prom proposal. <laughs> Yay! Okay, great. Only Here's- because I liked how many different puns were in that to the point where I actually lost track of what you're talking about. <laughs> Those weren't even puns. They were like, like names of BTS songs. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. I mean, like every single line was like loaded with meaning, and I was like kind of losing the plot a bit. But um, yeah. well, here's a corsage. Um, I hope that you'll take it, um, and I hope that it matches your dress. Thank you. This reminds me of when we all got this. All, this reminds me of when we all got BBLs together. <laughs> yeah, I love when we do like audio role play this is an <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> no we, um, you, what i loved about the bbl is that we got on the plane from miami with david cronenberg who also got a bbl, BBL. <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember that part. that was such a classic <laughs> episode wait maybe that should have been one of the ones in our press kit that was a classic i um, i don't know we have so many yeah special moments special memories we really do um but we're about to create more special memories because we're going to prom in an ideological sense in the sense that we are going to explore it with our minds and relive what happened talk about the way that it lives in our cultural memory and our our speculations for the future of prom as we know it and it is prom season so that's why we were inspired to do this we were seeing a lot of like prom content and reflecting on what it means to young women everywhere yeah what it means to go to prom. And I also think we all lived through a really um, incredibly tense prom era because we all were in high school in the 2010s. And that was a time when promposals really be- became a cultural form in their own. So can't wait to talk about those. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the um, generational t- tensions each generation feels with prom i feel like there's a lot to say with that since the inception of prom um i was just re-listening to snapocalypse and we had a lot of really poignant (laughs) 
not to toot our own horn, but a lot of notes about that time period and how social media was operating and how it was really kind of like a paradise, a dark paradise in a sense. Like it didn't feel quite so soul crushing yet. And I think prom was a big part of that. Yeah, and the, way and the that- 2015 bird too. The 2015 bird. Wait, we should talk about that again. It's just the Wait, call of the morning dove. Bird? Oh, you know, yes, I posted yes, about yes. it on my story. Yeah, people keep posting yeah. audios of morning doves and being like, the 2015 bird is back. But <laughs> what's happening is that like everyone was in high school in that era, so they were waking up early and just hearing that bird. Morning doves didn't go anywhere. You just like stopped waking up at like 6 a.m. probably. Yeah. I feel like what's happening now is that people still wake up early, but they're so angry that they're up early because they have to go to their job. And they're probably you know? listening to music it's with like, AirPods or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You probably wake up um, and listen to TikToks and don't... Like, I don't know. In high school, when you wake up, you really kind of... I used to just lay in bed for a while and, like, not really use my phone yet, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what should we start with? Just, like, the, the history of prom. I think that could be good just to get us in... In the mood. Yeah. I can I can get us started there. Okay, so Yeah, I also have some some interesting tidbits about that from FIT. Yeah, feel free to um mention those because I honestly when I was l- looking into the history of prom, I swear like the same article just gets like chopped and screwed every few years. Mm-hmm. So the history is not that titillating. But let's <laughs> get into it. Yeah. Um so prom Prom is short for promenade, which is the formal introductory parading of guests at a party. And it began in the mid to late 1800s at colleges and universities in the Northeast, which means the Ivy League schools, which I feel like almost every single episode we do somehow comes back to the Ivy League schools. Um, <laughs> and this was just really an extension of existing social etiquette, like debutante balls applied to each year's graduating class. Um, And early citations of prom link it to the annual Ivy League tradition of presentation week, which is a time when formal dress and dancing accompanied a promenade concert. And there's an early mention of this in the 1879 issue of the Harvard Crimson. Shout out Harvard. Uh, <laughs> also, interestingly, there is... Also, this is all from a Bustle article, so I will link it in the description. But there is a widely referenced diary entry of a male student from Amherst College in 1894, which basically gave his own account of like attending a prom at the nearby women's school, which is Smith College. Um, and then kind of like after the turn of the century, so early 20th century, prom events slowly kind of expanded to high schools um, for the same reasons they started at the university level. And then by the 1930s, proms were much more widely spread outside of the Northeast and U.S. So they started being held across the states. They kind of became a lot more extravagant at this point, becoming like full-blown dinners with local bands providing music and entertainment. And then I feel like for a lot of us, it almost feels like prom started in the 50s just because we have all of these like movies that feature school dances from that time period. Um, but that's really because following World War II, there was obviously like a huge boom in the, the post-war economy and that like really footed the bill for proms to basically be moved out of high school gyms and put in like elaborate venues like country clubs and hotels. Yeah, on that note with the 
post-war boom. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the kind of like functions of prom and why people started implementing prom in high schools is because between the years 1910 and 1940, secondary school enrollment or high school enrollment increased from 18% to 73%. And so the nation started seeing a huge amount of high school students going to school. Um, And after the post-war boom and after the Great Depression, it was kind of a means to implement middle class values and working class mm-hmm. people and correct some of the like poverty mindset habits, I guess, that the Great Depression created in people. Um, it was meant to teach people like manners and etiquette. And it's kind of like deconditioning people from the habits of the Great Depression. That's interesting because prom started as an offshoot of the debutante ball. But then I guess that kind of debutante mentality became something that was less cloistered to the upper class after the war, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of like learning social graces, etc. That's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I also found out this really fun fact, which is like that Susan Ford, who was the daughter of President Gerald Ford, hosted her senior prom at the White House in 1975, <laughs> which I thought was really epic. Um, and she was like the only first child to do that to this day. But her parents didn't go because they were like, we have to go on a diplomatic mission to Europe, (laughs) Um, which is like really funny. I would love I feel like it would be so funny to have. I wish like the Obama sisters were still in the White House in some way because I feel like they'd have like a crazy prom right now. I know, right? I was just reading about I didn't realize that the Obama's dog died. I don't mean to make this like an offshoot, but there was like. The other dog that they had named Sunny, who mm. wasn't really that widely reported upon, but I think the White House tried to like cover up the fact that she was kind of feral because I think it was Malia brought over one of her friends and Sunny the dog attacked her and then the White House <gasps> doctor had to like give her stitches. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. That's she, that dog would have ruined the prom. Definitely. Imagine a wild dog <laughs> running around your prom. <laughs> that, that's just the thing that I I was reading all this prom history stuff and I was just like, I get what was going on it was very formal and extravagant but i was there any like tomfoolery going on you know like oh. i think the idea of losing your virginity at prom has been around in culture for a while but like oh my god how, yeah. what was teen i actually drinking? read a statistic <gasps> i read a statistic that it was like 10 percent of people have lost their virginity at prom or something i'll like oh fact check that statistic in the show notes but there is a percentage of people i don't think i've ever met anyone who actually lost her virginity of prom um, but yeah i don't i don't know about all that business i well, i think it's with like snapchat you could really you had opportunities to do that earlier i think yeah <laughs> true very true on on that note which is more historical i think is that what's funny about the tomfoolery is that i think like in the 1950s when the american the idea of the american teen was really starting to come up it it was kind of coupled with this sort of hysteria about like teenage tomfoolery and all of the stupid shit they were getting into. And prom was like a way to kind of like prevent sexual delinquency, or at least in the 1950s, that's what a lot of schools were trying to kind of teach kids to kind of take people out on dates and court each other and not just jump into bed with the first guy or whatever. Um, But what's ironic about that is it became kind of like the reverse function and like everyone just decided to have premarital sex after prom, um, which is interesting. I mean, this is a theory that I'm going to get into later, but I think culturally prom 
and the significance that we've given to it has sort of replaced weddings. So there is something romantic about losing your virginity on prom night because you've gone through this like ritual together as a pair and like I agree. gone public with it. So it, it doesn't feel quite so sleazy. The main tomfoolery thing that I'm thinking about though is like senior pranks are a pretty tame form of tomfoolery to me. I'm just like confused about like what like were they drinking back then? Like there's this idea of spiking the punch, which is a bit mythological. Oh yeah, they like were did kids in the fifties drink? Yeah, my dad would always talk about because my dad was in school in the fifties. Kind of an older dad. <laughs> Wait, did your he, did your dad go to prom in the fifties? He did. He was like pr- he wasn't prom king, but he was like on the court. something called Mister Howdy or something or Mr. no Mister. Yeah, that. he was Mister Howdy or Captain Mister Howdy Duda. <laughs> yeah, he was Mister Howdy, which was almost like um. What Mr. Do they Congeniality. Call yeah, like it was almost like a Mister Congeniality thing. I saw it in his high school yearbook. He he had the title of Mr. Howdy because he was a jokester and like to pull pranks. The class clown. Oh my god! Yeah. I went he to would, like, formally. I went to offer your father my spot on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he would gladly take yeah. it. That man, once he starts talking, yeah. he doesn't stop. We should honestly have him on. He's like a real character, but um, he would say like he said that all of his friends would like at, when they went to prom they would roll cigarettes in the sleeves of their shirts like they would hide cigarettes mm-hmm. by rolling their shirts up and hiding cigarettes in, the, in their little roll you know and like um drink really, and that's good to know because i remember girls when i was at prom taping floppy flasks to the inside of their thighs mm-hmm. so there's so much like physical espionage that happens uh, at the prom i have a good anecdote about this i went to boarding school okay. and it was like this whole production to get alcohol into it it's fine for me to talk about teen drinking great i'm not gonna like get in trouble for this anyway um teenagers please yeah wait till you're 21 the governor's school's gonna reach out and be like we're rescinding your (laughs) diploma um i had a ziploc bag i wore this like off the shoulder dress and then the like boob part of it i had a ziploc bag of pumpkin spiced vodka which is like so disgusting i don't know Mm. why i was drinking that um and just, like, trying to drink out of a plastic bag, it was, like, the hardest thing I've ever done. Not good. I, I should have just gotten a dress I, with actually, pockets. I really want to talk about this, how I feel like it is so wrong to target students on prom night. Because they do it in mass. Like, yeah. they basically yeah. speed trap students, which just feels so wrong to me because you're just victimizing them, in my opinion. Like, yeah, just catch them drinking on another night. You don't need to make it, like, some mass... To mass like roundup it's so unnecessary yeah the the worst story i have from prom and i'll get into my prom because i it's a whole thing but um the valedictorian of our school got caught drinking on prom night and they told his parents and he had gotten into yale and his parents were like super christian and they made him stay in texas like they didn't let him go to yale no. after he got I'm caught drinking on prom night yeah this isn't that horrible in the American youth, it's just too much. It it's literally much does, like, good. make or break a bitch. Yeah. I want to know, It's really though, giving butterfly that... effect. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is like that when you get, like, a teenage um, MIP, like, minor in possession or something, and then your parents, like, um, make you move home and, like, work at your dad's company or something. Yeah. It's a very quintessentially American event. Um, kind of like spring break. My mom always, 
she's as a non-american always jokes about spring break because she's like in mexico it's holy week it's holy week it's not spring break and like <laughs> i don't know i just think um i don't know where i was gonna go with that but no it's true i mean as a as a child of immigrants my mom also really never understood the whole prom thing and it was really hard for me to like milk money out of my parents for that because they were just like i don't know like this is not important um, that is so wrong because your mom is literally a pageant queen. Like, I'm I like, know. she should, of all people should, like, understand the Sherry Hill of it all. <sighs> she really should have. Wait, guys, let me finish the history of prom yeah, yeah. just because it'll take us to almost the present day. Actually, it takes us to the 2000s and then we can talk about the present day slash 2010s from personal experience. Okay, so, interestingly... All references to prom in the media declined throughout the 60s and 70s. I think this is, like, pretty obvious as to why, because I think the youth was having a different moment then. Um, There was obviously, like, a lot of cultural and political issues that were really youth-driven at the time, like the Vietnam War, like the hippie movement, women's liberation, anti-establishment movement. So I think the youth were just, like, on a different tip in a lot of ways. Um... But in the 80s, there was a huge resurgence uh, in prom culture, which I think for most of us, one of the most iconic images of prom is like someone in 80s prom get up. Um, Mm -hmm. It was still popular in the 90s. And then it kind of hit another peak in the early 2000s through media again with movies like She's All That and Mean Girls and then my personal favorite of the canon, which is probably like Napoleon Dynamite, which obviously references prom in its own special way. It's really yeah. crazy how tied this is to media. We've always talked about, I guess, like teen culture, about the rise of the American teenager in the 50s and then like the John Hughes core kind of obsession with mm-hmm. teenagerhood and high school in the 80s. And early 2000s, definitely, like, we'll get into that, like, the mean girls effect. <laughs> well, but. this is, this may be, like, a really stupid observation, but I just feel like American media is really obsessed with youth culture because America feels like a teenage country, almost. Like, mm-hmm. historically, it feels like the teenager of the world, which is so new. Um, and then also just, it's, like, such a consumer haven. It's easier to sell people whenever you start, like, kind of, shuffling them into demographics and that sort of thing yeah i think the obsession with youth and like high school fantasy also comes from this uh desire to just like be dependent we've definitely talked about this before but high school is the last time that you are a dependent <laughs> wait i need to find a better way that, this. that um, is like so american though right like yeah. the idea that once you're 18 years old you're like an adult is a very american idea i know that like a lot of people even in england still live with their parents like into their 20s so it's like not the same kind of departure yeah. into adulthood that we have in america which and you guys obviously like perfect example of like you're entering social life and you're kind of starting to I don't know, enter the sexual marketplace and, like, feeling like an adult and doing adult things covertly, but the reality is, like, you don't... I don't know, I guess teens in earlier times did have jobs, but I feel like teen jobs aren't really a thing anymore. I guess back in the day, it was, like... Oh, I had... No, I was I was working since I was, like, 15. Like, but... Or I was working... On yeah, but you like... weren't, like... You weren't, like, working to get married which i feel like a lot of teenagers like back in the day it was like you went to prom and then like 16 months later you married your prom date 
That's true. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the contraction of time between prom and then getting married and starting a family, I guess, was, like, quite slim. Yeah, I think now there's just a longer, like, period of survival between... On your own. Yeah. Because I think it's maybe a little bit of both a kind of, like, Americans are going out into the world younger, but I also feel like we have, like, a different conception of maturity because I've always thought of prom as, like, a social rite of passage on in the same vein as, like, a bar bat mitzvah or, like, a rum springer or something where, like, you turn a certain age and you have this, like, ceremonial thing that you have to perform in order to introduce yourself into adulthood or manhood or womanhood. But just, like, with the idea of the teenager that totally changed where it's like I feel like a lot of things about like the social rite of passage since the inception of the teenager switched from like a transition into manhood or womanhood into a transition into teenhood yeah I think that's the thing that really my my parents didn't understand about prom is because like things like graduation are a real celebration of an achievement but they were just like what are you celebrating at prom really being young and wild and free being young dope and proud Um, that's true in the UK there's I was asking my boyfriend about this earlier, and he was saying, like, prom became a thing in the 2010s when he was in school, but, like, in the 2000s, it really wasn't much of a thing here. But there's something called Leavers Ball, which is, like, the same thing, I guess, as a bit of a graduation party for seniors, or as they call them, like, years 13s or something. Um, I yeah, I was, called, but I was yeah. looking up stuff in the Commonwealth generally and there are like some places that call it matric as in like matriculation to college so it's more of like a celebration of getting accepted at other places which kind of makes sense i guess prom is like it it marks the time when you can kind of really stop trying like you've done all your exams you've gotten into colleges and i don't know yeah i forget what time i mean yeah prom is happening right now right it's prom season so it is kind of like yeah the Time the weeks after prom and before graduation are just so like goofy. Like it feels, yeah, it's it feels like um the time between like Thanksgiving and Christmas or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like kind of weirdly like lim- limbo esque. You know, that's true. Um, Should we talk about prom by the decade? Maybe we only want to talk about two thousands and twenty tens though. I think um what's interesting when I was thinking about prom and how it's been portrayed in the media, I feel like um, we kind of switch back and forth by decade. And this might be kind of like a stretch, but by decade, we kind of switch back and forth from like a prom gone wrong coming of age lore where it's like some abject humiliation is a rite of passage for maturity. And then the next decade, it's some sort of like Cinderella story where like a grand romance and like great evening like of you being a perfect princess is your rite of passage to maturity. Um, and I was just thinking how, like, in the 70s, the prom culture and the discourse around it was very, like, Carrie-esque. It was, like, criticisms about how the youth was alienated or, like, violently misunderstood in the Vietnam era, right? Uh, or, you know, women trying to separate themselves from traditional gender roles and feminism and that type type of thing. And then in the 80s, like, there was this pretty in pink, like, 80s consumerist Cinderella story type prom narrative. And then in the 90s, prom culture and discourse and media ranged from, like, screwball humiliation narratives, like, never been kissed or something about Mary, to more violently misunderstood youth, like, virgin suicides. And then 
the 2000s prom was like more positive and biz you wrote a really great section on like 2000s pop cultural positivity this had its own version of cinderella stories um i think that i would love for you to get into where did i read that when you were talking about um like the kids that like went to prom with like sports illustrated models and like that type of thing do you guys want to talk about that now because this is like my obsession i can talk about it now okay Okay, so let me set the scene the year is 2013 you're an la high school senior named jake davidson you decide that you want to ask hot top model kate upton to prom so you do it via youtube video she says yes then she says no but don't worry because fellow sports illustrated model nina agdahl says yes and she goes to prom with you and your life is so epic because this happened so this is all to say that in the 2010s there was an insane trend that i think like needs to be studied in a lab where um basically celebrities of all kinds would go to prom with random teenagers uh i was thinking of this first as a symptom of social media because obviously random teenagers had access to directly you know tweet out these these promposals to celebrities but it actually started in the 2000s with this mtv show called once upon a prom where mtv basically got like a bunch of dudes with no prom dates and then they got people like rihanna and taylor swift to go to prom with them so there actually is like a legacy of this yes sam like you said in the 2000s um but I just wanted to point out some inter- would you do you guys remember this like I'm it just felt like such a big thing in the 2010s. I think also this is when it was pretty not like easy to go viral but there were a lot of things that were like if this gets 30,000 retweets will you go to prom with me that type of thing mm-hmm. or will you perform at my like homecoming. Definitely. It was like and I think it put a lot of pressure on celebrities yes. directly and it also offered a new kind of PR opportunity that I don't think was available before. Let's actually talk about that because so you're right that because things went viral so easily, it almost became like the celebrity's like civic duty to attend the prom. And it was really interesting because this <laughs> this like whole argument kind of became like a feminist uh talking point. So like basically I actually want to talk you through Jake Davidson's iconic promposal to Kate Upton in 2013. Like the video is actually crazy. It has like 3 million views or more, but this guy's like chilling in his LA home and he has kind of this nerdy Woody Allen style address to Kate in the video that I would say like the key the key line is I'm Jewish, 5'9 on a good day and can't dance. You're Christian, 5'10 and your cat daddy video should have gotten an Oscar. And like that to me is just like a, there was a certain level of production going on here that obviously had to be a symptom of like people understanding that if you did the right thing on social media like they might actually go to prom with you or something yeah um but yeah so basically like first of all he actually wasn't allowed to go into the prom with nina agdahl because his school has a rule that no one over 21 can come into the prom for obvious reasons (laughs) and so they just like danced outside of the gymnasium which is crazy to me but, okay, so getting to, Alexi, your point, like, 
this whole thing became like a big battleground for feminist issues. There's an article in the cut published at the time that is called Good on Kate Upton for not going to prom with a nerd. Um, And the argument was essentially that teenage boys were blackmailing celebrities into going to prom with them. And if the celebrity said no, then she seemed like a bitch. And that was like not fair to her. Um, And yeah, what do you guys what do you guys (laughs) think about that? Because like, you know, the, the cut says by saying no to uh, Jake Davidson's promposal, Kate Upton is taking a stand on behalf of women everywhere who risk appearing bitchy if they choose not to acquiesce to a man's request. Not to be not to be like this, but it, I feel like it's the trade off of gender, right? Where I don't necessarily think it has to be this way, but it's awkward to like turn down someone asking you out. And it's also awkward to ask someone out. And so like nobody really wins in that situation and you do have to be asking people out or you're just going to be like alone forever. So it's not really, no one's, no one is like losing or winning here. It just seems like, it it seemed like a little bit of a stretch, you know? So, but what do you think Alexi? um, I also really wonder about the true potential of like being able to have an awesome prom night with a celebrity. Like, do you just want the picture or like, I wonder if anyone has, like, a really good story about this. Anyone from Once Upon a Prom? Um, because I think it would be really cool to have a celebrity perform at your prom. Like, get a celebrity to do that. Which I tried to do with Beck, but he never responded. <laughs> and I thought that I would, like, be yeah. a hero, like, to everyone. But um, but also, they don't really have live bands at prom anymore, there, do they? Well, there actually is. So I looked into this epidemic of celebrities going to prom with teenagers in the 2010s. And there actually have been quite a few, like celebrity performances at proms but like i think you said it was definitely because this type of behavior was really showcasing the goodwill of celebrities at the time so i think they're doing it in, in a pr sense um like jason jason derulo did this of course of course jason derulo did this <laughs> yeah like just the amount of time that you spend at prom having to be on the dance floor like honestly if i were taylor swift or something like being on the dance floor with a kid for like two hours not my ideal night really I, yeah, actually, so I feel like that was actually documented in an episode of Life of Kylie, um, because (laughs) Kylie Jenner went to prom with this guy named Albert in 2017, um, so, like, Albert had a hard time that prom year because he had originally asked out his sister's bestie, who rejected him, and then I guess Kylie decided to step in, but 2017 is obviously, like, pretty far into people having smartphones, so, like, People were recording her the entire night, and then her night at prom was then later on an episode of Life of Kylie. Um, I also want to note that Kylie or Chloe Kardashian also did this, but in 2019 when she was 34. <laughs> so like that just seems like that it was cr- like crossing some sort of line because <laughs> not only was she 34, but she went to prom with a guy who runs a Kardashian's fan page. So like I don't know that definitely stands out to me as like that's when it stops honestly kylie seemed like a vibe because it was like a mutually beneficial thing she was like i never got to go to prom state never had like a normal youth so like thank you for giving me this night whatever but also i think the happy compromise which is what a lot of celebrities ended up doing justin bieber did it with some girl is like you just take them to an awards show because then you don't have to like waste three days going to some random town and like you can sit down and you don't have to dance with a bunch of random high schoolers all night, you know? I yeah. think it's it's also more special, I think, to be, like, the one random high schooler among a bunch of celebrities than to be 
the celebrity among a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I anyone's going to ask us to prom after this. That would be crazy. I'll go to the Leavers Ball. <laughs> you can go to the Yule Ball. Sure. Whatever they have. I'll go to the Yule <laughs> Ball, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention a few more people who did this and went to prom with a fan because they speak to some of our personal interests because Sean White did this, but he just showed up as a surprise, which I feel like is kind of epic to not tell them that you're coming and just show up. That's, like, true celebrity behavior to me, just to, like, show up at the prom. Um, Drake did something really weird where he went to prom with his cousin (laughs) and her date in 2017 as their chaperone. Like, that has definitely a different vibe to it. Um, Very bizarre. Yeah, that's, like, um... That's, like, kind of cool, but really random. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I I think he was just, I don't know, trying to, like, show his goodwill or something. Also, I I don't know what he's up to in 2017. That was a big year. That was the year I went to prom. So that was, like, Hotline Bling, One Dance times, I think. Uh, Yeah, it definitely was, because those songs came out around then. He was chaperoning, but the whole chaperone aspect is really funny to me. Because, like, what is that... What does that mean when you're Drake? You know, like he, I, th- I think what happened was basically he just wanted to show them a good time. Like I think afterwards he paid for them all to go out to have like an after party at the Hard Rock Hotel or something. It's um, like Uncle, so I think Uncle he was Drake just, like, trying to have that. <laughs> yeah, like Uncle Drake vibe. <laughs> <Uncle, by>. Like <laughs> my Uncle Drake paid for this. Like Uncle Drake like <laughs> reprimanding the kids for like grinding on the dance floor. Like it's just so weird. Yeah, imagine <laughs> if he stepped in and was like, "Break it up." <laughs> I know. Anyways, um, I just want to mention a few more people. Tupac, this one's quite touching. A fan wrote him a letter and he followed through. Brandy actually went to prom with Kobe before he was famous. Isn't that so oh, random? Cute. Um, I know, it was really cute. I think he was like an up-and-coming basketball star, but wasn't star status yet. Uh, personal shout-out to our home... Alexi, Mila Kunis went to a Marine Corps ball in South Carolina, um, which is so funny. And then finally, I just wanted to take it all the way back and say that Liz Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor, went to UCLA prom. Sam, this reminds me of your dad. um, (laughs) As prize for the guy winning the, quote, the most romantic he-man on campus. Why were people like That was his prize. No, this is like... um yeah, I grew up with a lot of, like, 50s and 60s references, and, like, the Cracker Jack core of this stuff is, like, so crazy. I wanted to get into this with, like, the Sadie Hawkins dance, and they had something called the Powder Puff, which is, like, a girls versus girls football game. That's like, thing. Wait, they still, they still had that at my, um, my school. Oh, really? Yeah, same. Okay. I want to, I, it feels like the part of the South where we're from, Alexi, is, like, a bit more still attached to these traditions. Yeah. Because, Sam, it seems like you didn't, like, grow up with, like, Sadie Hawkins or Well, Paul Sam, you guys had did, moms. Which are, like... Yeah, we had moms. I also... Oh, true, I'm true. from, like, a weirder part of Texas. Like, I'm sure... It's, like, um... I'm, I'm from South Texas, and Texas is, like, huge. I'm sure, like, Central and Northern Texas still has these traditions, but it's, like, we don't retain a lot of the same Southern qualities as most other Southern mm-hmm. places, because it's more Mexican. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, we just have different, like, traditions. But we had mums, yeah, but that was a homecoming thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, What's next? I'm sorry, I can't remember where we were. I think, okay, maybe I can do just my big overview of trends, trends. Yeah. fashion-wise, mm-hmm. from 2000s to now, because I feel like 
So starting with the early 2000s, we can talk about what was going on there. I think the main thing about the true like early 2000s is that it was just kind of unflattering. Um, I was noticing a lot of like strange volume placements, just kind of like weird ruffles. Like there was this trend of like ruffles that go directly down the front and then also kind of shorter dresses mm-hmm. with like big poofy ruffles, but not even in like an A-line kind of way. Like it was some weird ruffle column vibes. Like I just don't really understand the silhouette that was happening there. And then rhinestones were big, but the placement kind of reminded me of like cheer uniform style. Low-key, a lot of like low-waisted stuff. A lot of dresses had an almost Wonder Woman-esque bodice that ended at the hips. Color-wise, I don't think there's really that much notable going on, except teal was really big for sure. Yeah, teal was so big. That was, yeah, that color. I'm teal and pink, teal right? Teal hot pink for sure. Maybe like, yeah, I would say early 2000s, I'm seeing a lot of like hot pink, purple, blue. God, what do you even call this type of ruffle? Like, I'm, It's like these weirdly draped ruffles that almost remind me of fondant on a cake. A lot of strapless dresses for sure, because I feel like that's how, I don't know, like this, this era seems a bit modest, I think. But shoulders were shoulders were in for sure. The modesty vibe definitely transferred into the twenty tens a bit. Oh, okay. So these are like the, these ruffles that you're talking about are like the bunched up yeah stuff at the bottom of the dress. Yeah. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. We'll upload this <laughs> this picture in the, the Pinterest. Cover. But um, yeah, that could be. But no, no. I think what what's interesting about prom is and homecoming and stuff is like it really becomes kind of the breeding ground for a lot of people to have side hustles, where it's like a lot of women will like bedazzle a bunch of kids' dresses, or at least in Texas, like the homecoming mom industry booms and like moms everywhere make hundreds. And um, I just think like a lot of the homemade prom dress thing. I think that might be Southern. I don't think that that's super common in the Northeast. Yeah, I feel like most places could... people just go to like a department store and, or there's like one prom dress place in town. Yeah. Or like, I, I feel like there's a lot of um, customizations. I see that a lot on TikTok. And I remember in high school, people would advertise their parents as people that could customize their prom gowns. Um, that feels very Texas to me as well. <laughs> like, Yeah. We have a very cottage industry culture because we like to, we're very, we're very libertarian. We like to do things on our own. We like to be independent or whatever. But, yeah. Also, I feel like Texas uh, high schools have like a ton of people. So also it, it helps you not have the same dress as everyone, which I've heard is like a major no-no, but that's never happened at any prom event too because they've all been pretty small. Yeah. You, I feel like each Texas high school has its own economy because the schools are so big. It's true. Like, it's, it's a village. And also I think prom is like one of the first like true public like public dances in general i think are a sign of a healthy society and it's sad that like the discotheque is almost like a thing of the past and the clubs are like very chaotic now but um okay let's talk about 2010s prom yeah 2010s popular girl look is definitely a big cultural staple there are a lot of these like bedazzled strapless rhinestone tops sash waist and solid color neon full skirt looks it kind of had, like, a Victoria's Secret pink kind of color scheme with those really saturated, like, I guess you still saw the teal, purple, pink thing, but also more, like, neon greens and, like, yellows and stuff. Um, yeah, it was definitely, like, a really two-part thing with, like, rhinestone on top, solid color on the bottom. And I remember there were still some girls doing it when I was in prom. 
It feels more like um, a, a callback to the 1950s prom dress. Yeah, th- this look was very normative. We can get into more specifics when we talk about Sherry Hill, who had a major come up at this time and started showing at New York Fashion Week. But I guess at this time, it was getting a bit more pastel as well. There's that like mint green color that was really big in the mm-hmm. early 2010s. Um, as well as like a not quite millennial pink, but maybe coral and royal oh, blue yeah. was big as well. Mm-hmm. Huge, yeah. I, I remember that kind of peachy coral color being mm-hmm. super popular. Mint, yeah. They were the staples, I think, for girls who I think were not that funky with their dresses, yeah. to be honest. If you wanted to get funkier, I do remember these kind of like the Aztec print craze of that time. There were dresses that incorporated mm-hmm. that through like a sequin pattern yes. on the top. Um, there were also. I think Grecian vibes were kind of in at the time, like a, a Grecian goddess type of thing. I remember girls would do like a white and gold thing a lot too, but maybe that was also like the Great Gatsby movies impact. Like there was a slightly mm-hmm. art deco vibe to prom dresses of of this era. And also I'm remembering oh, yeah. like how Balmain was really big. There were a lot of those kind yeah. of like royal looking details. I was going to say, yeah, I remember people wearing specifically, there was like a prom dress that was mint green on the bottom and then beaded fake pearl on the top, which is very, like, faux Balmain Mm -hmm. type of top. Also, my friend had a Mara Hoffman prom dress, which had that, like, neon Aztec print, and I remember being like, that is so cunty. And her hair was dip-dyed blue on the bottom. So So cool. Yeah, that's that's if you were getting weird with it. Yeah, the Balmain, like, fembot, the Kardashians are really into Balmain, like, in this era or a little bit after, but... Yeah, a lot of body-conscious details. This is the era of the body-con dress. I was also going to mention, just because you mentioned the white and gold, the the 2015 dress. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that was, like, white and gold or blue and black or whatever, which seemed like it could be almost like a dance dress. I don't know if prom, it's too, it's, it's not. It's kind of giving, formal. like, business casual club era. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it totally That is. was, like, a body um, color, I guess. Yeah. It, this was also the era of the Hervé Légère bandage dress, but I think that's if you were really trying to be thoughty at prom. Like, I think people would still kind of drag you if you showed up to prom in that. I, there's, like, totally a divide, like, a Mason-Dixon line divide with prom skankiness, because I noticed that in the South, at least where we're from, people tend to go towards mm-hmm. the modest side. So, Alexi, you mentioned that kind of Grecian style. I remember girls wearing that... It was, like, the most basic prom dress, which was kind of, like, a bandeau top that hit, like, around the ribs and then flowed yeah. out uh, with little pleats. And then it would often be one of those kind of washed-out pastel coral or green or something. But then I noticed when I started getting older and I befriended women from around the globe, I noticed that, like, my friends from New York and stuff, when they went to prom, they were, like... They were wearing much more revealing styles, much tighter in general. They were wearing stilettos. Yeah, they were like, giving hoochie yeah. mama for sure. In the South, we were way more into like the princess fantasy. In fact, it was, I feel like it was pretty normal, especially among like crunchy Christian girls to like not even wear heels. Like I remember girls just wearing like gladiator sandals or something. Gladiator sandals, yeah. Well, there's pretty super strict dress codes from schools. I also remember, yeah, you couldn't go to prom if with like a same sex date and stuff which seems pretty unimaginable right now but yeah it was a big big thing late 2010s yeah i'm gonna get into that vibe i think when 
talk about black prom a little bit and how prom is often the battleground of social change and such. But um, later 2010s, which we can really, I'd like to dedicate a bit more time to, is like when we went to prom or when I did, I'm assuming. You guys went to prom in like 2015 or something, right? Yeah. Um, I think mine was 2014. Damn. But I didn't, I didn't go to prom. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but it didn't, it didn't. Yeah, my prom was, yeah, like, yeah, I was 16 and 17 were the years that I went to prom. Um, uh, later 2010s, mid to late 2010s, we can talk about our, our era. This time, yeah. to me, is really marked by the rise of the two-piece prom dress, which was, like, a crop top and full skirt. That was really big. Um, a lot more, like, lace and nude illusion mesh or lingerie-inspired looks. The colors of this time that were really big were burgundy and blush pink like not quite millennial pink yet but that kind of like yes. muted dusty rose color and we talked about burgundy with the snapocalypse episode being a big thing in makeup the dark smoky eye and like matte burgundy lip color <laughs> another yes. thing about the late 2010s and this is like what the more alt people were doing is like the rise of the art ho movement i remember a lot of people going viral and this also happened at my school because i went to like an art boarding school hand painting dresses and suits to look like starry night or van gogh's sunflowers or more of those art sock type paintings like the scream or something like impressionist custom dresses and suits were a moment but then also a lot of like traditional cultural moments would go viral too so things like wearing like a sari or incorporating traditional african fabrics traditional mexican dress like a wee peel or something it reminds you of that picture that's like when you a queen and link up with another <laughs> queen and maximize your joint slay and it's like an african yes. woman and a woman in a hijab that was a that was a cool time that was like giving internet optimism mm-hmm. and they would do like whole buzzfeed articles on like this girl or a traditional dressed her prom and slayed. Yeah, that felt like a true positive time to go to prom. Yeah, it seems like personal style was becoming Definitely. more of a thing in prom at this time, uh, both through the hand-painted art ho dresses and then people wearing stuff that align with their own cultural heritage. And then another thing is, like, I almost feel that more adult glam was coming yeah. into the fray with, like, burgundy and blush pink being colors versus that, like, hot pink, teal purple which seem a bit more juvenile yeah those colors definitely gave american girl yeah i think this is just like the maturity level of teenagers was like on the up at this time especially with the makeup revolution that was going on like the democratization of beauty techniques like girls were really this is when you were wearing like a full beat to high school every day um so there was no more like natural glam and also just yeah social media became more serious and more competitive and you were not only competing with like people at your school, but also everyone on the internet to to slay. So there was definitely some more... The pressure was on, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, we should talk a bit about Sherry Hill. Um, yes. She, I think, is more of an early 2010s icon, but mm-hmm. we feel her legacy yeah. throughout the decade. She's kind of mother. So Sherry Hill was born in 1949 in a small town in Oklahoma, and her parents owned a general store. Wow. And... Her- her love for fashion began when her parents would let her dress up the store's mannequins with the fabric that they kept in stock. 
which is so like oh my god like even the name sherry hill just really gives like small town mm-hmm. lady um i feel like every female ceo we've ever talked about starts off like that it's like my, her parents owned a store and she would just like fix the store up and then start a company i do love like, like intergenerational like, commerce me too. vibes where it's like yeah it's like that um and so her original come up was from the pageant industry uh, she designed dresses, evening wear dresses for pageants. And um, in the early 2010s, she just had a winning streak of like Miss America, Miss USA, and Miss Universe all won titles wearing her gowns. So she was like in, in the thick of it. Um, she began showing at New York Fashion Week in 2011. And she always staged her shows at the Trump <laughs> Tower. Uh, and it's really interesting. Like, it's, it seems like a lot of early Nepo models got their start at Sherry Hill's shows. This was actually Kendall's first show that she ever walked. Kylie also walked for Sherry Hill, and so did Haley Baldwin mm-hmm. before she was Haley Bieber. Other notable walkers included Miss Universe winners Diana Mendoza and Pia Alonzo Wurzbach, and also Sadie Robertson of the Duck Dynasty family walked and had her own kind of like collection <laughs> at Cherry Hill. So it seemed like she really had her pulse on like who the teen it girls were at the moment. But it was like a mix of teen Nepo girls and like winners of Miss Universe. So Yeah, um, so epic. Sadie Robertson feels like the embodiment of like the ideal American girl for a while. I remember yeah, there was this girl at my school who kind of looked like her who was already considered to be super hot, and that, like, boosted her hotness because she looked like her. <laughs> By association. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just on, on the timeline of, of Sherry Hill's fame, according to Google Analytics, Sherry Hill was one of the top trending fashion designers in 2014. And this year just, like, really screams high school to me, regardless of what age you actually were at the time. Like, it was just a really unserious year, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but I really recommend that everyone watches some Sherry Hill shows, especially the one from 2023, the most recent one. It's like the ultimate way to evaluate prom trends of every year. But the one this year was really giving like atomization and really she was just like throwing every trend at the wall. Like there were a lot of super thought wear looks that would just like get you banned from any prom in America, like super deep V, high slit, open midriff. But then there were also some black tie frou-frou ones, um, like giant taffeta bows, puff sleeves, long gloves. Also, there was one that featured the Y2K butterfly sequin crop top, which, Biz, I know you've produced some <laughs> scholarship about. This is true. And then also it went into like a 70s eleganza moment with these like flared sequin pantsuits and Halston style dresses. And then it ended with these shabby chic fairy tale floral cottage core gowns i was just like this was so all over the place but i was really fascinated and also like the comments section of sherry hill videos are a lot of older women being like now this is real fashion this is like a, a compilation that i made kind of um this is real fashion not the artsy unwearable garbage at fashion week these women are real models that don't look like they're malnourished or dead inside can it be is fashion finally coming back to pretty designs colors fabrics and pretty models with long hair And a lot of the comments are also in Russian, which also really puts into perspective the fact that this is still kind of like, it seems really juvenile, especially when you see those like early Kylie and Kendall shows. Um, But to a lot of people, this is still like the pinnacle of fashion. And it kind of reminds me of these like Global South female Instagram pages that Sam and I 
might have talked about a little bit that just like post pictures of women in ball gowns and like pictures of curled hair in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And everyone's just like hard eyes emoji. <laughs> like it's just a really like baseline femininity. Like the models are definitely really, really pretty, but they're not striking in any way. Yeah, it's a very like um like made for like I guess on Instagram at least it's a very like global South Court Instagram trying to wear a dress that's identical to Sherry Hill and like walk through like a famous natural landmark um (laughs) and then like when one girl does it there's like 70 other girls that do it and then it just like starts like totally populating the location tag on Instagram and every time you click it there's just like hundreds of girls in like a a Sherry Hill type dress that are just walking through like I don't know just like a forest in China or something it's really cool It's really interesting to think about in comparison with Victoria's Secret fashion shows because the girls definitely have a similar visual, but then the level of, like, modesty and also glam, but in a way that's, like, prom. I guess I have been to, like, formal events in my adult life, but you would never wear a dress like this to one of them. (laughs) I saw this TikTok, which was a girl who's kind of, like, on the femininity coaching side of things, talking about how if you... Or, like, a average-looking woman, then your best bet to get a man is to wear, like, beautiful flowing dresses that are floral prints. Because she said this. It was actually really funny. She was like, if you're, like, average, a man will see you from afar, but he won't see your face because it's too far away. But he will see your dress, and he'll think that your dress is pretty. So that will make him like you more. And, like, this kind of reminds me of, like, the (laughs) Cherry Hill thing, which is, like... If you were almost unable to see, like, vision-wise, you could see this dress and be like, oh, that is a glamorous dress. Like, it has... Yeah. This reminds me of of what we've been talking about in the group chat a lot about, like, fashion core. There's the fashion core side of things that's, like, couture houses, but also... Did you guys ever go to school with someone who had aspirations of being a fashion designer, but they would only draw ball gowns? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I went, yeah. I went to fashion school and there were still people like that there. Like that. I oh, think yeah. Fashion def- core, there were definitely people like that at FIT. Yeah. They like definitely make their way into the fashion industry, which I guess they like work at Cherry Hill, which is kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, fashion core to me is like bird's nest hair that everyone did for like their fashion core local photo shoots in the 2000s. Yeah, it's oh, going to be like mall that. elegance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I love it so much. And I don't want to talk down on this and like imply that it's a small-minded view of fashion because it obviously is like a huge industry, and the way that it's interacting with like the pageant industry as well is just it gives not least common denominator, but it's like what we can all agree on is glam, beauty, and elegance. Yeah, they, these women hold the world on their shoulders. It's almost like how like Christian girl, Autumn girls, like were able to single-handedly keep Pinterest alive so that like ten years after Pinterest was established girl bloggers could go and like take over the platform it's like these girls are holding up the fashion industry on their backs Mm -hmm. um so that we can um send down the uh unwearable garbage that those those (laughs) women were like upset about you know it's true yeah they were really like dragging the fashion industry at large just being like wow these models are actually smiling like who could have ever thought there's a lot of like backhanded (laughs) comments like that um which they did look really beautiful but it was really crazy like the final look in their spring 23 show was so early 2000s. Like, it was literally teal with a rhinestone bodice. <laughs> so it shows that some things never change. I wonder if teal is going to make a comeback. 
Like, is Teal gonna make a comeback? I know, Teal honestly seems like the final frontier. I mean, Teal is a bit indie sleaze. I agree. Oh my god, yes. Like, you know those, uh, the kind of, like, spring break shirts that, like, have the big impact font text on them? Yeah. Yeah. I could honestly see someone being really into the 2000s and painting their room lime green right now. So, lime green and teal are besties. Mm-hmm. in this way also the, the triangle bikini type of color scheme that's like coral teal maybe purple and orange, orange yeah. yeah um anyway yeah that's that's sherry hill I, I recommend that we all watch some sherry hill videos because they're really awesome uh so should we talk about oh wait you guys haven't talked about your prompts and i guess i haven't oh. talked about mine either yes i'm just yes okay okay we can we can speed run our prom recap okay so to my prom, I went a bit of a boho route. I wore a white lace dress from a brand called Jin's Pirate Booty, which is actually like very indie. It's a very boho brand. Um, it had like really wide lace sleeves, and I wore like a boho gold and pearl headpiece with a crystal necklace. It's a family heirloom. Um, I feel like my prom experience, like, it was kind of lit, to be honest. So, like, I went to pre-prom. I was, like, an unofficial pre-prom, but it was for, like, the preppy kids who I was friends with at, like, the local country club. And we had, like, roast chicken and such, which I I appreciate, like, a roast chicken before the prom. It was, like, quite scrumptious. Um, the actual prom venue was kind of mid. It was at, like, a random event space at a small Christian university nearby. But I remember one kid got really drunk and punched a mirror and then got arrested. Which I... uh, Coming back to my point that I think arresting kids at prom is, like, very wrong, but very symbolic. And then the after-after prom... The after-prom was at the bowling alley. The after-after prom was at my friend Charlie's, like, horse farm. Where we, like, basically all camped out. But there were no tents or anything. People were just, like, off in the corners of fields, like, hooking up. And parents were walking around with flashlights and stuff and me and my friends like fell asleep in a pile of dead leaves and i remember like a mom like waking up because like a mom was like flashing a flashlight on us i guess to make sure that we like hadn't died um and that was basically my prom experience i honestly you know i wouldn't trade it for the world i thought it was pretty lit I, I really liked the and i liked tr- my dress. chicken to horse farm but i was i was like i didn't wear a bra I didn't wear a bra at a prom, which back then was, like, I think really not normal to do. You're freeing the nipple. Well, it was becoming, I think uh, it was becoming more normalized. It was more in the, um, like, I feminism really, started to become. It was, but, like, it was not in South Carolina at that time. It was giving dress code feminism. <laughs> yeah, I was a huge dress code feminist, so it all tracks for me. Um, yeah. Who could forget your, your post? <laughs> No, stop. Don't ever say that. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Wait, oh, that, was, that, was that was a classic. Epic. I know, I've been... I really had a lot to say about dress codes. Um, okay, That's what so were you guys' prom like? <laughs> I had a kind of a, a tragic prom disaster a little bit. It wasn't really that disastrous. So I graduated high school a year early. Mm. I like basically didn't go to my senior year I just graduated but I had junior prom and I did like a whole prom proposal for my gay friend Vincent who now works at the back counter and he was like a big Lady Gaga fan and like I involved the Lady Gaga stuff in the prom proposal and then 
I bought like a dress off of Etsy. It was a um, like 1950s, kind of like a silky orange dress with like rhinestones in the center. And it was really pretty. I was really excited to go to prom. All my friends were just going to do like a get together in front of one of my friend's house and like take pictures and go eat some food and then go to prom. But the day of prom, I got so sick, like so sick. I fainted, like totally passed out. I like threw up. It was like a whole, whole thing. And I was just so exhausted from being sick that I just like fell asleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon and I didn't show up to like the pregame situation. And so all of my friends were super worried. I wasn't answering my phone and they just like dramatically showed up at my house and like knocked on the door (laughs) and like asked my mom like, where's Sam? And she was like, Sammy's sick. Sorry. And like I woke up like at 10 p.m. and like prom had already passed and I just missed all of prom. Yeah, that is so sad. But we need a follower to ask you to prom, bro. I know. (laughs) But I think in high school, I was a little like anti-school spirit, like in a rookie mag way where I would like skip mandatory pep rallies and that sort of thing so it was more like i didn't really it was sad but eh, it's like it happens you know yeah. uh, <laughs> like i would it would have been fun but i haven't really thought about it like it's never really affected me i feel like mm. i think like i was looking up like the big songs of the time and i think thrift shop was really big that year and like fancy by iggy azalea <gasps> so it was very like indie sleaze like prom time that sounds but i went to homecoming that year i don't know it was yeah, i feel like homecoming is probably a bigger deal in your culture of texas in my culture mm. of texas, yeah <laughs> like i honestly never went to homecoming um but i don't think i ever went to homecoming either yeah it just it seems was like fun. a little bit less serious, serious. it's un- yeah. very unserious <laughs> it was very unserious <laughs> um okay so so my prom i honestly think i probably had like the most I can't say it was whack, like, but I went to this boarding school for my last few years of high school. That was like an arts boarding school, and we had a graduating class of maybe like a hundred kids. So it was really small. We weren't allowed to do anything before or after prom, so we literally just like took a bus from our dorms to a hotel, took the bus back, what? like went to sleep in our like twin size beds. Yeah, it was kind of depressing. Like I didn't, I had fun because I I snuck alcohol in. I mean, you can have fun without alcohol, but that was kind of, like, the, the main event. Like, the food was really good. It was pretty fancy. Both years I wore a designer called Self Portrait, who was kind of, like, a fashion blogger favorite at the time. Mm. My junior year, I wore this dress called the Azalea dress that was kind of trendy that year. It was, like, a nude illusion, like, lace guipure um, mm. gown. And then the second year, I wore this, like, ruffle off-the-shoulder dress that was like royal blue um and i was really in my like day's beauty bag at the time and wore this like blue eyeliner i remember from mark jacobs beauty brand that i was obsessed with and i went with my friend who also wore like a self-portrait dress i think and did this like editorial blush look like we were kind of on the euphoria makeup wave um Mm. before it started just because we followed a lot of those like days id promoted um editorial makeup artists and i also wore this is like really a sign of the times the Adam Selman last Lolita sunglasses that were really popular, but they were like the blue reflective ones that I bought on a trip to New York um, at opening ceremony. So Epic. that was my like alt prom experience. And honestly, like not really that much memorable stuff happened. Um, I want to know how much you guys' prom dresses cost. Cause I feel like this was a big like uh, question of the time because some people would spend like a ton and some people wouldn't. I actually, I don't want to expose myself too much, but, TBH, I had, like, a mental breakdown maybe two weeks before prom. 
and mm-hmm. had to like leave school for a bit. I was also like in my pro Anna era kind of, and mm-hmm. this was like the moment where it became a big deal, and like my parents felt really really bad for me and. I had this self-portrait prom dress that I already asked them to buy, and they were like, no, that's way too expensive. But then after my mental breakdown, they were like, you know what? Wow. We'll do anything to make you happy. <laughs> Did it make so you I happy? so I got it. Like, I was so happy. Yeah, I still have it. Like, I'm looking at it hanging up in my closet, and I've, like, worn it to other stuff wow. before. Yeah. It was maybe, like, four... 400 or a little bit more yeah that's definitely giving mental breakdown treat i know yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one i think mine was like 250 dollars, and i was like this is the most expensive thing i've ever purchased i feel like for myself um sam did you ever get to wear your prom dress i did wear it i wore it because it still fits me and stuff and so like i I've worn it a lot, actually. Ooh. It was pretty cheap. It was just from Etsy. And at the time, I had, like, an, a little Etsy shop. I have to show you guys pictures. It was, like, so... It was, like, slime core, like, very... Like, I, sh- I sold, like, 90s jellies on there and, like, googly eye, like, rookie mag type art. And Ooh. I think, like, I, I was just, like, a really adept Etsy user. And I found a really nice dress for, like, maybe 40 or 50 bucks. And I still use it. It's really nice because, like... um. I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a two-piece set, but, like, very 50s. And then instead of it being actually two-piece, it's, like, in the center. It's, like, mesh with rhinestones that, like, holds it all together. So it's almost like this, like, sheer illusion. The of like a, Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, really pretty. Nude illusion is so important culturally. So important. Yeah. yeah. It definitely was a turning point in the 2010s, like you said. Especially with just, like, yeah, maturity level of prom really going up. So... To, to close it out, like, 2020's prom trends and what we've been seeing on, on the internet this year and in the past few years. But I think, I don't know, like, there's the COVID prom generation that, like, didn't get to go to prom, so we really don't have that much material to work with post-2020. We, we should write them out of the history books, so, sorry guys. I know. Um, so, what I've been noticing about prom this year is there's this, like, revolve core, slinky, eleganza... A lot of satin polyesters, high slits, corset detailing, which has been, like, a big thing for a minute. A little bit of, like, old Hollywood theatricality with feathers being kind of a thing, like, you know, feather bodice or, like, feather Mm -hmm. hem. Off shoulders and long gloves. And if you're a bit weirder, there's, like, the post-Bridgerton kind of strawberry dress romanticism happening for sure. Princess fantasy. But the main thing is that, like, everything looks like a slip dress. Yeah. That I've seen. Yeah. Like, everyone is just slip dress mode, which I guess they are kind of, like, universally flattering, but when I was shopping for a dress to wear to a wedding, I just kept running into a million variations of, like, satin, polyester, that slip is dress so... with, like, a cowl neck and spaghetti straps. That is so couldn't... sad. That is so sad that that is, like, the default prom dress. Like, you need to be, like, it needs to be hard for you to move around on your prom dress, in my opinion, a little okay. bit. Like when you sit down, there the you need to have a frou frou moment where you someone people can hear you moving around. <laughs> yeah, you true. need to hear the yeah. frou. Ugh. The frou. That also, makes me sad. W- last question: Did you guys have like an epidemic of people experiencing severe foot injuries at school dances? Because I feel like at every school dance, like somebody would have to go to the hospital because like they got stepped on by like a high heel, well, and it like broke their toe or something. I went to like a really skanky high school, so. Not I feel like people were good the- at wearing heels at my school already. So. I feel like I don't know if that happened, but because all the girls like they were so good at grinding and they were all athletes that I feel like they they wouldn't get destabilized like that. 
yeah. about grinding. We should talk about music really, really briefly. To me, I've been separating people I know between like pre or post trap queen prom because that song actually oh, wow. changed prom vibes forever. And that is the song that like when so it came true. on, everyone was like, fuck, you know. What year did that come out? 2015, I think. Mm, okay. There were a lot of like social dances that were really big my year, like Juju on that beat kind of things, which were a happy alternative to things like Cupid Shuffle that honestly have just been around for way too long. Like songs with instructions, you know what I mean? Yeah. We lived in definitely the generation of like, yeah, social dancing. Like even in that promposal I referenced, the kid doing the promposal, he talks about Kate upton doing the cat daddy challenge yeah, the cat yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah. and i'm like we definitely yeah, we, had a dougie. wait why were we all doing line dances we were all we were all doing line dances that is so fun that is amazing yeah i love it what do kids have now i think it's just like i just want to rock like the little uzi song yeah i feel like they're doing Fortnite dances to be honest like i think that's their this different is true. Their, their equivalent of like the cupid shuffle i feel yeah. sad we definitely right went now. to school around like the backpack kid era where it was very popular for there to be one weird skinny white kid who is really good at doing all of the like internet dances uh this yes. is so true oh my god and also i feel like we all still like knew how to do soldier boy from our <laughs> from middle school and stuff teach me how to dougie just seems like also the the real overarching vibe like it's just such a vibe, fun dance yeah. too yeah it's really fun but it's also just like one one move really there's not like a multi-part thing but I was really good it, at Juju on that beat. I remember doing that in, like, the middle of a circle at some point. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. You really bounced back after your Minty B. You were, like... After <laughs> <laughs> my Minty B, the Juju yeah. on that beat, like, brought me back to life. As well as that the, is amazing. Like, expensive prom dress. Um, and, yeah, before we go... Oh, also, it, on prom today, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of prom TikToks, and, like, it does seem like this is an issue. I think we mentioned this kind of recently but like is it still possible for the youth to let loose and have fun with the constant threat of surveillance by our peers there's this kind of trend of uploading videos of people dancing but replacing the audio with silence or crickets or like the sneaker on the floor sound effect wait really that's so sad it is really sad and people being like what the hell like who let him cook type of stuff so i just want to say that guys if you're going to promise you don't don't do that maybe oh, or... yeah just don't, don't actually don't do that it's not worth it yeah don't record you're a, yeah. you're a bully you're a high school bully it's true i have no pictures <laughs> from my prom really except like one of me in the bathroom that i took i mean like during the prom part yeah yeah i think it's like take pics before and after but during is a sacred moment i think unless you're kylie jenner it's true it should only exist in the memories of <laughs> of everyone yeah i guess i was snapchatting at prom but I don't know. I was, but I didn't. I wasn't saving them, you know. Yeah, I wasn't uploading them to TikTok with malice to go viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I also want to say that we should quickly mention like we talked about promposals, obviously, at the beginning of this, but I wanted to rattle off a, a quick few ingredients for a good promposal. Do you guys think they're still doing promposals today, or is that not popular anymore? I haven't really seen any. I think it perhaps isn't as popular. Yeah. I believe it peaked in the with the advent of Instagram in the late 2010s, mid 2010s, but they were there's a few key ingredients for a promposal. First was a poster board almost always, but it had to have the handwriting of a girl. So like a, a friend who was a girl would do it, like boy handwriting would not cut it. Um you had to have puns, which you guys very generously graced me with at the beginning of this episode weirdly there was other two things that often showed up in promposals which was either chick-fil-a nuggets or Krispy Kreme donuts 
Um, and then another big thing about a promposal was like something specific to the person who you were promposing to's hobbies. So it could be like their hobby or things they were into. So it could be like basketball. If they were on the basketball team, you'd like write on a basketball. Or like if they really liked Arizona iced tea, you'd in- incorporate like an Arizona iced tea joke or like, and then like an element of surprise, which is like, I can't believe I'm being promposed to right now. So it's almost like the reverse of this p- thing of like people making fun of people dancing because it was such a joyous moment. Like that it would get recorded. Our photos would be taken for social media, similar to the dancing thing, but like only in a positive light. Well, what I think what's happening, I just like, I'm seeing some promposals here on TikTok. And like, I think what's happened is because it was like a lot easier to get stuff to go viral, like mm. back in the day, like you could just do something kind of punny, but the viral promposals I'm seeing now are like so insanely elaborate and dramatic. And it takes like hundreds of people to orchestrate and like it's all what? for the sake of like going viral on TikTok. There's this like one, like mariachi I mariachi it to you guys. Stuff. Yeah. There's one that was like a mariachi band and a guy with like a huge thing of like a hundred roses and promposing to his girlfriend. And then wow. there is one that I'm saying with like every, it seems like seemingly every single student in the high school is watching this man pretend to give birth on a table that they brought, like come out on a stretcher. And then like a kid pops out from under the table, like as though his friend gave birth to him. And like, he has like a prom question mark thing. I love that. Flowers. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. funny. That reminds me of that. Have you guys seen that recent marriage viral video where it's like, um before their first kiss the groom is like primped by all of his groomsmen oh no i saw one where like the guy learned how to play the saxophone oh wow oh yeah that one was um good. i feel like yeah. we are in a second era we're in like a second era yeah. of like forever by chris brown dancing down the aisle perhaps yes, yes. we love that actually <laughs> yeah flash mob uh proposals i'm into it another another music thing though i was thinking about slow jams and like 80s prom especially in movies, they have really nice, like, slow songs that they do, like, slow dancing songs. But, like, I think we're in a serious lack of slow jams for youth today, because I remember at my prom, it was fucking, like, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, and yeah. that was just, like, so overly romantic and, like, wedding vibes. I was like, I don't feel this way about any of you here. Like, it's giving, like, spending the rest of our lives together, like, so any musicians, like, call upon you to create some kind of vibey slow jam yeah forever young that's like such a great prom song oh my gosh know? yeah i feel um, like it's like hosier now it's like very deep and like about like your blood bond with someone versus like reflecting on your youth we need some more music about that yeah like this is our moment the chain smokers did do a surprise concert at a prom though the chain smokers did I loved when Chainsmokers played at my prom. I requested Roses by the Chainsmokers and the DJ played it and everyone loved it. Oh my god. Damn, you should have asked them to come to your prom. They might have done it because they were on the prom circuit. Right. They probably would have. They yeah, probably would have. Cool. Yeah, and they probably would have tried to kiss you. That's like totally their vibe. It's like... Yeah. I feel like the only slow dance music now is like Joji. <gasps> slow dancing in the dark. Oh my god. Yeah. That is definitely playing at some Bay Area prom right now. That sounds so good. <laughs> Yeah, he should he should go to prom, but he's probably not allowed. He's probably not allowed because he's like so old. Yeah. Um. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about black prom because it really feels like that is super important, and it's like also going viral on TikTok really, really intensely. Also, there's like a a pre ritual element to black prom in a lot of places called the send off, which is when basically everyone you know like gathers somewhere and they send you off to prom. 
And um, I'll link some stuff, but there's an NPR piece on send-offs, and there's a short documentary about send-offs um, that played at Sundance, and I feel like I saw it at some film festival a long time ago that was really good. Um, but the level of theatricality that we see in Black proms, especially in the South, it's really insane. I think it's the only kind of subculture where we see boys really showing out as much as girls. Um mm-hmm. And it's like a very holistic moment. Like there's a luxury car, luxury accessories. This year, I think I've seen a lot of like bedazzled ski masks and also goats on leashes, which I think is really cute. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like a one-upsmanship based vibe. And what I've seen a lot this year is these kind of like Bob Mackie-esque dresses or dresses that are similar to what Kendall and Kylie wore at the 2019 Camp Met Gala. Like really bright colors and a lot of feather layering. Like I keep seeing memes about people being like, "You girls are looking like a feather duster at prom." <laughs> but another notable point about this history is that a lot of schools in the Deep South still had segregated proms up until like 2008 or like 2010, which is kind of insane to believe. So like, in a lot of these like rural Southern towns, there was like a genuine divergence of what white prom was like versus what black prom was like, and they developed separately into having like different styles and and meanings there's a documentary with morgan freeman that takes place in the town where he Mm -hmm. lives um called prom night in mississippi about a school having their first integrated prom in 2008 and it's like really crazy how people were racist there still (laughs) that's insane yeah i cannot believe that that is a really surprising fact to me but i guess you know that's like very very sad um to hear but yeah i mean it wasn't segregated by law because like obviously that's not legal but it was like by choice By choice, by culture, yeah. yeah. One thing I will say about Black Prom is that, like, I I mean, maybe it's just because on TikTok it's just gone so viral that I've seen so much of it, and it's maybe has for a longer time been, like, pretty extravagant, but it does seem to be taking the form of almost, like, where it's, like, your family drops, like, thousands of dollars on your bar mitzvah or your quinceanera, and it just is, like, the coming-of-age thing, where it's, like, I feel like maybe prom before was more of a, like, teaching you how to be in society and introducing you into kind of like a adolescent world yeah um yeah i've also been seeing a lot of these like story times of black girls talking about their prom experience and how they spend like all day getting ready like hair makeup nails all of these appointments they do the send-off with like their family and their whole social ecosystem but then they end up going to like actual prom for like 10 minutes because they're like running so late and like have been doing other yeah. stuff all day i see a lot of girls which they talk about their entire process and all the people that they they hire like entire teams of people there's like the girl that's making the yeah, shoes there's, like, there's the girl... balloon planner yeah. And, yeah. and then renting renting the car the date has to like match up with you if you're going with a group of friends like you all have to coordinate outfits and you all have to kind of hire a team of people too to orchestrate this whole thing which i mean it's like it's giving like um preparing the youth for like logistical complications in the workplace or something like that like yeah, it's like giving project, like project management, management experience yeah. yeah it's also giving like yeah. wedding substitute because i've also seen a lot of like custom t-shirts like everyone wears a shirt that has like the girl's name and face on it and a lot of customization like you talked about like the cottage industry of of custom prom stuff because this style of prom is like a lot more individualistic and a lot more about like standing out from others so like i actually think it's so cool that it's like a community event yeah i actually like don't know if my parents knew that i went to prom yeah like my parents were like very much the type of parents that didn't know if i like applied to college type of vibe so like i Mm -hmm. think it's cool that they have the whole family involved in this type of prom well they just kind of turn it into a family party because it's like when the kid goes off to prom everyone stays behind and just like hangs out and like 
has food and drinks and then they just like wait for them to come back and are like how'd it go you know that's <laughs> just kind of like, like the zest of life uh, isn't it yeah i do like the element of debriefing yeah the zest mm-hmm. of life yeah. um it's also it, it puts some pressure on the kids to not get into too much tomfoolery because if you're going home yeah. back to like hanging out with your grandpa you're not gonna <laughs> drug drive probably <laughs> that's true that is very true yeah yeah the tomfool is like i like really like party buses i think they definitely need to stay a part of prom culture and do people still do limos i feel like that's a a thing that maybe got left in the 2000s that's so sad i was thinking about that no yeah i was thinking about that the other day i was like it's been so long since i've seen a limo like i feel like that was such a thing and like because i just distinctly remember as a kid seeing limos all the time and thinking that like the president or someone would be like in that limo because in my head it was like famous people use limos but i feel like they don't even take limos to the red carpet anymore like who yeah, limos really fell uses off. limos yeah, but they're just an impractical vehicle. I think, like, more limos, and honestly, I could see some girlies who are into, like, the Y2K Paris Hilton thing booking, get their, getting their parents to book them limos. So maybe mm-hmm. if they keep like, at it, they'll just keep back, come back, me thinks. Yeah, it's also been, like, even with wedding trends, like, limos used to be a big part of weddings, but weddings I've been to, like, in the 2010s, are really into doing like refurbished kind of like boho school buses even my dad's wedding in mexico we like took essentially a school bus yeah to... or they Whoa, like it's I've like the never the, seen this trend the bride and groom will go off in like a 1960s volkswagen beetle or something now with, like, beetle yeah, yeah, on yeah. The back. yeah oh god it's sickening no i want like a sweaty limo <laughs> where you like st- you stick to the seat and there's like yeah grab some led lights yeah um okay anything else guys i don't i don't think so i mean i'm just really i'm happy for you guys that you're gonna go to prom and maybe i'll ask um bella hadid and she'll go with me and then you'll yeah you'll all see (laughs) you should ask like an nba athlete i feel oh my god that's like steph curry and his wife (gasps) his wife would yeah she could be the chaperone Uh, yeah she would be like the best prom date ever she's like the ultimate prom baddie in my opinion like kind of how she dresses Mm -hmm um so true god it really sucks yeah. that there's such a big divide maybe it's because people celebrities also have like social media managers now but like there's literally no way like it, imagine a girl asking someone like bad bunny to prom he would just be like left on scene or he would like not even see it oh my god yeah he so who, like it, yeah. who should we nominate to like reinvigorate this culture i think bella would do it but bella would like die like yeah. bella would be like i didn't get my iv transfusion would... today and i have died she would bring can you forks and make everyone like not not drink alcohol probably promise to sobriety no, the can you forks i think bella would make everyone do like the macarena or something like she seems <laughs> like she would i could see devin lee carlson going to prom maybe more because she's just so smiley and stuff yeah that's true she... yeah. i just like there's vibes. there almost feels like there's like a more of a security threat now in terms of like I don't know. I feel like celebrities are kind of like scared of their fans more now or something. Like Yeah, it's because yeah. of the disappearance of the middle class. <laughs> like it's like if you get close I don't know. It just seems like there are more opportunities for some kind of like <laughs> class um Warfare? class violence. Yeah. Okay. Or confrontation <laughs> yeah, about like right oh, about like that. what about your private jet usage? Like no one would have asked Taylor Swift that in like twenty twelve. No, they they would just want to go on her private jet yeah you know um okay should we do would you rather so you guys have it in you <gasps> fuck i really need to start thinking um oh yeah i don't know er, would you rather be sherry hill's intern 
for the rest of your life forever <laughs> or a limo driver for the rest of your life <laughs> i can't drive oh god and i love fashion i would be sure he'll in turn okay passion for fashion i love driving but I don't, you know, and I'm pretty good at driving huge, long trucks and stuff, but yeah, <laughs> hell no, I would never, like, it's giving, well, you know, do you remember how, um, never mind. Yeah, no, I, I would do Sherry Hill, because that sounds, like, fun and, like. It'd be so fashion core. I feel like it'd be, like, Ugly Betty or, like, Devil Wears Prada <gasps> era, because they're just, like, so yeah. behind. Oh my god, yeah. that would be so fun. Yeah. And y- you know what we could do? What? We could, like, make her, her atelier, like, couture. Like, we could be like, no, you have to sew on all the beads by hand. And we could make, like, Sherry Hill couture. That would be so epic. Mm, yeah. We could amazing. turn that, that ship around. Yeah. We could like, also um, do some Balenciaga-esque, like, Instagram posting for them. Shenanigans. Oh, my God. That would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be the limo driver if we're starting an atelier. So I'll come with you guys. <laughs> True. Yeah. Now I'm excited about our, um, about our, our, new, our new business. Future. Our new profitable <laughs> business venture. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Ooh, okay, something that we didn't talk about is, like, a 70s male prom wear. Mm-hmm. Like, those, like, ruffle shirts and, like, blue suits. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw that into the mix. Would you rather go to prom with Drake mm. wearing a ruffle shirt and a blue suit? Okay. Or Kate Upton wearing a Sherry Hill <gasps> black tie frou-frou dress? Whoa. Oh, my God. I've got to say Drake. I feel like he would, Go on. he would hype up the crowd so much. As much as Kate Upton is a major figure, I really don't know that much about her personality vibe. But also, but Drake would look so cute. Like You're so right about that, yeah. <sighs> Bro, I honestly think... I know, he'd be busting at the seams as well. <laughs> um... So I think I would also, I think I would go with Drake as well, and I'd be like, while well, you're busting at the seams tonight. But, like, Kate, I feel like Kate Upton would genuinely be a good prom date. She seems really, really nice. And, like, just a girl who has, like, the personality for prom, in my opinion. And she's a good dancer, yeah. as we all know. Yeah, true. I would also do Drake. Oh, oh. <laughs> I had a fit of inspiration. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. My fit of inspiration, I think this should be our last question. Who would you guys prom pose to, like, in the 2010s? Oh, like a celebrity? Yeah. Like, take yourself back to your 2010 self and, like, who would you prom pose to? Yeah, I'm, like, closing my eyes and and imagining. I would prom pose to Petra Collins' (gasps) sister's boyfriend, Fox. Oh, my God. (gasps) I am actually, like, weeping. Like, there's tears coming to my eyes because of the synchronicity in that moment. (laughs) I know, because that was his last day of high school, so I think, like, he maybe has some unfinished business with high school. Yeah, you're probably right. True. Sam, what about you? Oof. No, I can't top that. That is, like, the best one. I probably... God, I'm, like, blanking on, like, 2010 celebrities. Like, I want to say Macklemore, because that's the that only one that I can remember. Amazing. But I don't want to go to prom with... I don't want to go to prom with Macklemore. But I actually kind of would. Like, that would be really random. Like, okay. He's really hype, though. I feel like he would have really... You would have a good time. He's, he's like, the best person you could invite to prom. It's true. And who'd wear a fur coat? That's true. Be really swell. Yeah, no, he's like the best, per- one of the be- top people you could invite to prom. I actually just recalled that I tweeted this model named Kaylin Russo, who is famously in a Justin Bieber music video, and I really liked her in the 2010s. I thought she was like the ultimate baddie, and I was like, "Will you go to prom with me?" And she said yes. <laughs> I promposed. She- I I had a successful promposal, but she didn't come. She stood me up. I wonder if Madison no. B went to prom. Oh my god, I want to... 
Madison Beer, she definitely went to prom. I bet she wore Sherry Hill. She has that look that she would look amazing in it. Um, I feel like, realistically, I would have tried to, like, prom post, like, Alex Turner or something. But he would be a horrible prom date. Like, his, like, his, like... Max DeMarco, I feel like, would go to prom with you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I met Max DeMarco, and I probably asked him to prom um at this time because i actually wore uh, to my after prom i wore a pair of like fashionable at the time overalls like short ones like skanky ones or something i don't know what i was doing but like i also wore those to the mac demarco concert so he actually would have known what my after prom look was and my friend did ask him to go to a party afterwards but he didn't go anyways lots of love to mac um, he shouldn't go to prom with anyone at this point, but I feel like he's banned from going to like close to schools. Is he not? Like, yeah, he he's to stay he's gotten into didn't trouble. Like, get look up Mac DeMarco party. No, yeah, don't yeah. don't do that. Um, okay, well, this was such a fun episode. I like can't wait to hear about everyone's prom memories from the listeners and guys. Like, if you're going to prom this year, definitely show us your looks. Yeah, we and, want a vibe report. Yeah. Yeah, we want a vibe report for sure. And, like, let us know, and like, the playlist. is the prom proposal yeah. still happening? Are people doing Fortnite dances at prom? Are they still doing the Dougie at prom? Mm. I feel like prom proposals now are, like, when you send a message on iMessage with balloons. Like, that's the best Oh, my God, that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some more modern ones that are, like, related to, like, Spotify playlists and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, drop us um those those of you in the Discord if you want to share your prom looks, we would love to um, yeah to keep key about that with you guys. We'll rate them. Um, Just kidding. They're lovely. all ten of ten. <gasps> <laughs> ten out of ten. We know it is. Yeah, yeah. we'll um, we'll show you our right. prom looks. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can vote. <laughs> yeah, you can vote on which one of us would have been prom queen. Yeah, lots of love, and Mr. Howdy. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>